With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the NFL! What up, party people in the house? It's Dynasty War Games. I'm your host, Jesse Schneeman. I am here with co-host Major Mike Casper. How you doing tonight, Mike? What's up, Jesse? That's it? Just what's up, Jesse? What's up, dude? Don't tired. make me bring up Damian Harris. Oh, gosh. I don't have the energy to not talk about Damian Harris. <laughs> Main man, my, uh, Chad Mendoza. How you doing tonight, Chad? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. I, I don't know how I'm going to follow that mic intro. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Energy. What are you drinking tonight, Mike? Any any um, unicorn poop? Ice water. Ice water. Cool. Right. Yeah. I got a plate nice. of, of water. I, well. run, I run hot. That's what they say. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. That's what your wife says. That's why you got 14 kids. <laughs> Poor. Poor. <laughs> I already did the deed. It's been a year since the vasectomy. Oh, uh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, snap, happy. Snap, snap. Yeah, <laughs> happy vasectomy. Well, well, that's it's in July, but I mean it's close enough, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I nice. mean, every every day is a celebration. Do you know the toll that three vasectomies has on a man? Uh, great episode. Uh, classic line. Yeah. Right on. What are you drinking, John? Uh, unsweet tea. Okay, right on. Yeah. Monday night, we're all keeping it sober. Yep, yep. When in Rome, right? You know, I'm in Texas, so wife brings home on sweet tea sometimes. Right on. Well, hopefully that'll bring us some sober rankings of some rookies, right? So we're going to go by position. Uh, we're going to give our top – I have I have 10 wide receivers, Uh Let's see. One, two. I have like eighteen running backs, five quarterbacks, and ten, ten or so tight ends. So uh, we'll just go through our rankings. I don't know how many you guys got, but we'll go through and just try to contrast. And then we may or may not have a timer set. So when that timer goes off, I think it's game time. Yeah, I forgot, but it is set now. So. Okay, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Good reminder. That's why I said may or may not. Yeah. Don't always go as planned around here on the war games. All right. So anybody out there looking on YouTube, look at that, baby. Fresh ink. I just can't believe you got the poop emoji tattooed on your forearm. <laughs> for those listening on podcast. That's for the podcast, yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> that is the eagle symbol with Super Bowl L.I. Thank you. One of the eyes being a Lombardi. Yes. Well, no, it is the Lombardi. It's L, the Lombardi, and then two eyes. Oh, okay. Gotcha. All right. So, uh, what position should we start with? 
I mean, do we want to like make it boring? Quarterback. quarterback yeah, I mean, we start. Yeah. Let's just start with quarterback. Super flex. Yeah. That's all we do now. Two quarterbacks all right. sometimes. All right, let's let's go with the QBs. Let's start out with the fireworks. Um, let's go with Mike first. Oh no! He got his. Everyone's gonna I, call me garbage. This is gonna be fun. No, that's all right. Who? who do you, how many do you have ranked, Mike? I've got one, two, three, four. After five, it, it really doesn't matter to me. Yeah, that's <laughs> all I wrote down. <laughs> so, so do we all have Hendon Hooker as our fifth? Yes. Yes. Okay. Do we all have Will Levis as our fourth? No. No. Okay. Mike, do you? I. Uh, yes, I do have him as my fourth. Well, actually, wait. Yes, I do. Okay. And <laughs> Chad, who do well, you have? Well, I, I, so I have, I have two players basically together, like you know. So you have ball. AR, you have AR and Levis together. Yeah. Okay. I do as well. Right. Cool. I have AR considerably higher because of nice. the skill. All right. So, I mean, do we want to talk about Levis? A little bit, or do we want to talk about Hooker a little bit before we even move on to Levis? I mean, I mean, yeah, we can talk about Hooker. I think, um, you know, the main knock against Hooker is that Tennessee was just such a weird situation. Um, I mean, obviously, what he did at Tennessee was was pretty incredible, and, and you know, the stats speak for themselves. But everything was just so heavily schemed. Yeah, you know it's 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 so hard, you know, to look at what he did and, and see any translation. To, yeah, <laughs> to an NFL offense at all. Yeah, um, I mean it was sort of the the epitome of a of an air raid offense. So yeah, really yeah. not. Re- yeah, not a lot of. And, and you know, same. We'll get to. And not saying that he won't be a like he won't be a good player. Like I mean, I think there's a, there's he's definitely has a shot to be a good NFL quarterback. It's just one of those things where, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's there's so many questions with what he was doing in, in college and, and, you know, how that can translate or what it even looks like with right. his skill so, set. So. The question is, can he can he actually make reads in the NFL? Can he actually go, you know, all right, not open, two, not open, three, not open, four, run. Can he actually do that in enough time before yeah. he gets sacked? Or, can he, or is it just – First guy's not open and run. Yeah. Which a lot you see a lot of. Yeah, I mean, obviously guys can develop, but part of the problem is he's 25 and tore his ACL in the middle of the year. So uh, at best, he's probably looking at a, I don't know, an October return. So if he needs some development on top of coming back from injury and, and the age, odds are stacked against him a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I'm personally, I'm not really, and I don't know how you feel about this, Mike, but I'm not really worried about um, the injury or the age as much with, with the quarterback position. You know, we have these guys for so long um, in Dynasty, and when I say we, I mean, like, if you draft him, by the time, it, let's say he does succeed and is a good quarterback, right? Um, by the time he reaches, you know, 30 years old, when he's still playing in, in the prime of his, uh, of his, you know, years in the NFL, he's probably not going to be on your roster anymore. Um, so, I mean, it's not like a running back 
coming in the, into the NFL at 25 and you're like, oh, shit, I have two years with this guy before his value falls off of a cliff. If he's good, it doesn't matter that he's 25. If he sucks, it still doesn't matter that he's 25. So, so I, I got a question for you because I think th- this is where I think it matters to me too is like what do NFL teams think of him, right? And so I think of where do they take him in the draft? Okay, how much, how much capital do they actually put into them? Um, I'm looking at um, the player profiler mock, mock draft that, you know, takes all the boards and stuff and, and sees where they're at. And uh, it's got him as pick 44 projected. Yeah. Do, we, do you guys think he's – because I think if he's in the second round, he's definitely, you know, a, a end of the second possibly, you know, dynasty. I think there's – I think I think his, his range is – his range is first round. Um, really? to the in, second round. Yeah, like he, he could definitely go in draft. the first round. Yeah, in the NFL draft. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, even Daniel Jeremiah's mock, don't quote me, but I think he has him going pick 22 or 23. Um, I don't remember quite who it was to. But, yeah, I mean, I, it's definitely not out of the question. The the NFL, it seems like the NFL really likes him um, from what all of the, you know, NFL insider mock drafters are, are putting out there. Um, he's steadily moving up boards. He's one of those guys. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll be, it'll be definitely a wait and see where he goes, but you know, that's, that's part of it at this point. All right. So Levis, lots of traits, knocks on him, our decision-making, um, consistency, uh, makes a lot of bad throws and makes a lot of bad decisions. Has all the tools, strong arm, can run. Um, Chad, you were saying before the draft, he's actually a better athlete than Josh Allen. Well, uh, so I, I'm not. No, I'm not saying he's a better athlete than Josh Allen. I'm saying he's right now. If you're comparing in a vacuum, Josh Allen as a prospect to, or what people thought about Josh Allen as a prospect, and what people think of Will Levis as a prospect as athletes, they're very similar, if not. Levis being a little bit better of an athlete and how we think of them, right? Like you look at Josh Allen now and what he's been able to do in the NFL and how he's been able to just dominate physically. Like, yeah, it's tough to compare anybody to that coming into the NFL, any prospect, right? Unless they're, um, you know, elite, elite, elite testing like uh, Richardson. But Levis's athletic profile is very, very similar to Josh Allen's athletic profile coming out. Nobody thought Josh Allen was going to be this dominating rushing quarterback. That's like that's very much revisionist history going on here, where everybody just you know looks back and says this guy can't be a Josh Allen style runner. His body type is very similar. His uh, the way he's he's running in college and, and this past season he didn't do a lot of that. Uh, some of it was because of the injuries. Some of it was because of, of the scheme because they changed offensive coordinators and. It was just terrible, everything that was going on there. But you go back to his uh, his season before, and, I mean, he rushed for nine touchdowns. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, Levis was hurtling over defenders, and, I mean, he was, a, he was a real rushing quarterback in the style of Josh Allen. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just one of those things. We're going to have to wait and see what kind of offense he gets into and, and if they allow him to do those kind of things. But he's he's more than capable. Right on. All right. So I mean, it's definitely going to take some good coaching, and I think he, I think landing spot for him is huge. You know, you're saying this for AR earlier, but I think for him, landing spot is huge. 
Um, yeah, I think I think it's big for both of them. Yeah. Um, he just he needs to have the right coach. <clears throat> so I, when I say landing spot, I'm not so much. Yeah, of course you want good weapons and a good offensive line to protect him. That's also key. But you, I mean, what first of all is is the right coaching to develop a guy. Yeah, there to me, there's only one quarterback in this class that um I'm not really worried about landing spot as much, and that's Bryce Young. He's the only one. I'm not me. worried about landing spot for Stroud either. No, oh, I am. I'm that's he's probably one of the mo- one of the guys I'm most uh, worried about landing spot for me. But he, he looks like he's gonna go either pick one or pick two. So if that's the case, then there's no reason to worry because yeah, I think either one of those spots are fine. But all these guys are gonna go top ten. So what are the bad landing spots in the top ten? Well, I mean, you you always have somebody you know Raiders. able to trade up. Like let's say the the Bucks trade up uh, for somebody. I'm not in love with that landing spot for uh, for any of these guys really. Um, like you said, Raiders. Yeah. Raiders. Yeah. Do I'm not. I'm not crazy about the Raiders either. Uh, coaching. St- I've seen what coaching staff, does. but yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, the player the players surrounding them are okay with the Raiders. Maybe the offensive line is not. Um, amazing but yeah i mean they're picking where they are for a reason all these teams hmm. but yeah cj stroud w- what we're skipping around here a little bit but yeah we are quite a bit well i'm um, sorry my, my point was that i think the top four guys are going to go in the in the in the top 10 and i really i'm starting to think stroud bryce and ar all go in the top five top four really yeah, I mean, there's still talk of the Colts and Levis still uh, with a lot of these NFL circles. So, that's, um, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, why is it crazy? It's crazy that they don't. It's crazy that they trade it up and they don't know which one that they want, or at least they're not telling anyone. But I, I, I don't think that they've made the decision. And it's going to come down the, to. I'm, I'm talking about the Colts. Oh, the Colts. I'm sorry. The Panthers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the Colts. Yeah, the Colts are. No, there's been no talk of Levis at one. Yeah, I think that's pre- that's purely between Bryce. Yeah, I could see Levis going at four. Absolutely, yeah. I could still see these guys going all all four, one through four. Um, all right, so you guys have you guys both have AR and Levis three four in their own tier, right? Yes. All right, and then Mike. Who do you have to like? Who's how do you have Stroud and Bryce ranked? I have a young than Stroud. Okay, is it close for you? Yeah, I mean, sure. I just I don't know. I was having this conversation with Chad before, you know, the podcast started, right? And everyone's talking about how Bryce Young just has to be an outlier, essentially, for mm-hmm. his size and his weight, but. Everything else is fantastic, right? Like, I mean, he won the Heisman as a junior, right? He did really good, well, as a senior. Um, His processing, his mentals, whatever you want to call it, like coming out of the combine from what I've heard as pro days, like nothing but glowing reports, right? So it's like, it sounds to me, obviously, he's not the athlete Kyler was, right? But it sounds to me like he's Kyler, but with a good head on his shoulders, right? And Kyler, for some reason, is still, like, loved by fantasy people. So, I don't know. I, I was talking with Chad. I just I, I just trust trust Young. I've seen it. I've seen it at an elite level. And we talked about if he was, you know, 6'4", 215, I think Bryce Young would be considered among the Lux, the Lawrences of yeah. 
you know, but he's not number one overall picks. But exactly. he's not, and it's very rare that we see someone his size uh, succeed at an elite level in the NFL. So it's, yeah, it's but very it's, rare it's, in Ohio State see, quarterback succeed at an elite level. Well, this this is this is what bothers me about people saying that. People are saying like it's rare that we see a quarterback his height uh, succeed in the NFL. It's rare we see a quarterback his height with the traits that he has even you know get a chance in the NFL. Like you can't you can't say that something is rare when the opportunity for it not to be rare is not there. The opportunity is not there because of because they they don't yeah, deserve the Jesse, opportunity. Ten, 10 years ago, you know, people would have said that a six foot quarterback uh, can't play in the NFL, mm-hmm. right? So I mean, it's 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 all about it's all about yeah, you know the advancement of the game and whether or not Brees you know, was playing ten years ago. So. so- Here's my question. But yeah, but he was like the big outlier, right? Like yeah. he was. Bryce, my only argument. I'm not saying that Bryce Young is a, isn't a great prospect. He is. I have him neck and neck with Stroud as the uh, and, and Ar as like the top three guys. But you just my argument is that yes, he is an outlier. Even though he's a great prospect, he's an outlier, and there's definitely a chance for him to fail because of it. Yeah, I no, I agree. I'm just saying, like, I don't. I think the statement that you know. Uh, that the assumption that every quarterback that is, you know, of his size um, has failed. There hasn't really been that many of them with his yeah, skill set. Not every, not everyone you know? has, and there haven't been no, a lot. I, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that he will succeed. I'm just saying that yeah. we haven't I mean, seen a lot of, of Bryce Youngs. Like we haven't seen them. Yeah, so there's really, not there's, there's any, not a lot of data out there saying that he's going to fail. Sure, his any, archetype is rare. I no, see. That. So, do we have anyone close to Bryce Young? No, Never not really. Been drafted in the first round ever. No, I can't I don't, no. anybody that's similar to so to be like, well, he's an outlier. Well, yeah, but he's going to be the first one to be even close to well considered compared to everybody else who had similar stature to him. We're talking about second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round picks, not top five picks. So if yeah, if right? you that's, if that's, you break down the data, it's right? All baked in to him to the to the term outlier. It's all baked yes. in. If if you if you break down the data right where uh, you know the main concern for players of Bryce Young's height is that their completion percentage or you know their ability to see over the offensive line for the middle of the field especially in those short to intermediate routes mm-hmm. is not really there right like they're going to have a lower um, chances of making these throws because they just can't simply see but Bryce Young's done better that's, that's in that area of the field than every other prospect in this draft. Sorry, right? where, do, where do the defensive linemen and offensive linemen come from that are first-round picks? Well, like, yeah. He's, he's, and he's seeing over them. Yeah, so, the, and that's up. what I'm saying. So he's done better than every other quarterback in this class in that specific area, which is yeah. the, the main area for concern. The only real area of concern that's actually, like, a fact is the durability thing, which hasn't been a problem up, I mean, you know, so far. But if he gets into the NFL, takes some big hits – Maybe his body can't hold up. That's the only like you know uh, issue that I see could be arising from this. But as far as him not being able to see over the offensive line or him not being able to find throwing lanes, uh, it's just not a real thing because it would have shown its head by now. I'm not gonna lie. If he has like a if he has a bottom you know five bottom ten offensive line, it's probably not gonna start real well for him as far as being able to stay on the field and succeed. But I, I think he does have fantastic pocket awareness to, you know, keep himself out of the situations. But, like, 
no quarterback likes to get hit, and a lot of quarterbacks that get hit get hurt if it's really if it's bad enough, right? Like, yeah, and so right, so the durability is a real concern because quarterbacks do get hit, and if he, you know, yeah. if he can't take a hit, you know, it it could it could lead to a shortened career. Yeah. So, but I mean, he's been he's been like I said, he's been playing in the SEC with you know. Jalen Carter, right? He's he's got these big guys. Just because it hasn't happened yet doesn't mean it won't. I that's the case for any quarterback, though. Absolutely, right? but like, there's more. There's more of a more of a chance than you know when a guy's smaller. I mean, look at look at Tua. Tua's yeah. big guy. You know, absolutely. And on any play, you can be able to be yeah. I hear you. So, yeah, I mean, I he's, he's an elite prospect, and it's not going to. It will, I won't hesitate to, to take him at the top. I personally have AR and Stroud above him. I think Stroud's. I, I think Stroud's got everything that I look for in an NFL quarterback. I don't give a shit what college he went to. He faced major competition, but up to that competition, um, looked great in the combine. The the arm, you know, the, the confidence. Uh, I, there are no flags for Stroud. For me. Oh, there, there are some flags for me. Okay, um, he he wasn't for it. he wasn't even close to as good a quarterback over his college career as Bryce Young. Like not even close. Okay. Um, a lot of a lot of uh, what's going on with the projection of of CJ Stroud is due to the Georgia game because that's when he showed a lot of the stuff that people hadn't been seeing his entire college career. Yeah, especially like with his mobility. Because I mean, we all know he's an athlete, but he just hadn't shown previously, um, not even anywhere close to consistent consistently that he could move around the pocket, manipulate uh, the defensive line and, and his offensive line and find throwing lanes and uh, take off and run when he needs to. He just hasn't do, hasn't been doing that. Whether he was told not to, which I find hard to believe, or, you know, he just uh, didn't feel like he needed to do it until Georgia, which I also find hard to believe because he, he wasn't, um, you know, excelling the way he probably could have been. Ohio State quarterbacks are told to do a lot of weird things. So, yeah, uh, I mean, there's, uh, there's a narrative that they need to be deprogrammed and retrained once they get to the NFL. I just, I don't think they showed up. They showed up uh, against Georgia and they were like, you know what? Forget everything. Just uh, go do your own thing now. You know, yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I think he was just, you know, everything kind of fell into place in that Georgia game. If he, if his NFL career takes off and it's, it's kind of like he wasn't uh, in that Georgia game, then, I mean, yeah, that's going to be great. But I just think whoever drafts him in the top two um, is going to be smart enough to, to utilize him, uh, you know, utilize his strengths. And if he goes to – number one, if he goes to Frank Reich, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that. I think he knows how to use a quarterback and will absolutely develop him. If he goes number two to, uh, to Houston, I'm – fairly confident that they'll develop him in uh Shanahan system and it'll be real successful there. I, I really like him in the Shanahan system. So either way, I really like it for him. Um, do I think that he's just like this perfect polished prospect? No, that's not what I meant by no red flags. What I meant is as far as drafting him high in a rookie draft, uh, one Oh two, I have no problem with that. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so only one more guy to talk about, and that is the freak. Um, AR. 
So uh, Chad and I had some fun talking about who was the most athletic quarterback that ever tested, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, it's pretty obvious that this guy's an absolute freak at the position. Um, there may not – we once he gets on the field and starts running the ball, we may not have seen anything like it yet. Right. Every time we see a new one of these rushing quarterbacks, it's amazing to us. So he's going to do it in his own way. Um, he's got a cannon for an arm. Uh, really inconsistent and inaccurate. Has a lot, a lot of development to go. Uh, might be the most raw out of all of these um, rushing, rushing first quarterbacks, I guess we can call them. Um, but might also have the, the best rushing ability. So real extreme type of prospect. For me, the ceiling just is so enticing that I, I have him as the second quarterback. I've Stroud first for the reasons I stated. And then just the ceiling to me is just so amazing. I mean, I, I, there's nothing I, can, I can't really knock Bryce Young for anything. It's just when I, when I got into a draft, I've done this already, I, I couldn't see myself taking Bryce Young over AR Steel. See, for like – I'm not going to lie, for like AR, like to see him go to Seattle at five or Detroit at six mm-hmm. would make me really, really excited. And then if yeah. Bryce somehow dropped to like seven, but I don't think that's going to happen to the Raiders, <laughs> then I'd, you know, maybe consider him ahead of Bryce Young there. But um, yeah, I, he's just someone that I would love to see in either Seattle or Detroit. I think that's a perfect situation where mm-hmm. you've got the competent quarterback there. Gino, you know, is re signed, but it's essentially a one year deal. I think he's yeah. totally. I think he's even said publicly he's totally fine if they draft someone that he can, you know, help tutor and things like that. I mean, right that takes quite. A, what about the awesome thing to say? What about the Colts with Steichen? What do you guys think about that as a landing spot for, um, for AR or any of these guys? Really, I just don't know if I want him starting right away. No, I don't want him starting right away either. Do, so Minshew's going to start. <laughs> I think they signed Minshew to start some games. I mean, how many games does he lose before you know the fans start chanting for AR to come out? I, right. I, yeah, I just feel like in a in a Seattle in a Detroit, right? Like we know they already they were playoff teams with what they had. I think they've both kind of improved in the free agency period, so probably improve in the draft because they all have extra capital. So sure, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Chad, what's your take? Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about. Uh, Richardson, I, I want to see, of course, where his landing spot is, like all of us. Um, but, you know, he's a guy that, I mean, you guys know I've been pushing for, um, you know, pre-combine and, and, you know, saying how impressive he was going to be. And, and, of course, he was. And um, now everybody's on the train, and I seem to be, you know, yeah, you have maybe lowest. jumped off now a little bit. Yeah, defend yeah, yeah. your fourth ranking uh, after after being on his, his bandwagon. Um, yeah, I just think, I just think it's flipped a little bit too much. Uh, you know, the, the high upside is definitely there. Um, but the, but the, there's a really low floor to this guy and everybody just seems to have forgotten that. Like there is a really, really low floor to this guy. Like he, and I'm not saying that he's, he's a bad, uh, quarterback and, and, and that he can't, you know, bad at the position as in like, he can't make reads and stuff like that. I think that's, Simply untrue. I've heard some people, you know, talk about that, but he, he can definitely read offenses and and um, and make reads and, and make decisions. 
he just hasn't really put a game together uh, or put his game together. And there's a chance he gets to the NFL where it's going to be more difficult to do that. And he doesn't do it. That's a real possibility. Um, and I mean, I, I think it's a coin flip with this guy. And so, yeah, the, the upside is there. And I think maybe uh, people are giving a little bit too much credit to, uh, um, you know, the athleticism and saying that, you know, it's going to propel him to be this, you know, top five fantasy quarterback. And, and uh, you know, no matter what, there's just a super high floor. I just I don't see it that way. I think he's definitely a guy that could find himself out of a job in, in three, four years time uh, if he doesn't figure things out. So, but if you're savvy, there are going to be windows within that time that you can sell him for a, a big problem. Yes, yes, but and of course, you know, I'm a firm believer in that, and that's why I'm willing to take risk at, at, at you know these quarterbacks. Same. And so that's why I was so high on Richardson when he was 106, 107, 108, 109 in that area. But you can't go take him at 102 and then say, oh well. I'm going to be savvy and flip my pick. You're still giving up the 102 at the end of the day. You know, if he was, I'm, I'm more willing to make that kind of sacrifice and say, okay, that's why I'm always a big proponent of taking the last available quarterback because I know I can get rid of that quarterback and get almost the same exact pick. Right. Right. On. Um, yeah. I've done it with Pickett a couple times this year. Yeah. With, I got a, I got the same pick <clears throat> that I took him with and a second. Yeah, so it, it's much harder to do that with a guy when he's going 101-102. So, but, see, I, I, for me, it's more of sort of an escape clause where I'm taking this guy with huge high upside, but if I start to get spooked a little bit, I, then I start looking for the window, right? <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. maybe I just ride it out and I get and I get the huge payoff that I need from what I'm not. I don't say he's 102. I say 103, 104. Yeah, and I said 101 like there's not um, uh, a certain running back in this class. So ignore that. But, uh, yeah, 102, 103 is what I meant. Well, 103, 104, really, I think is. Yeah, but I think there's a, I think there's a chance people take him 102 if he gets the draft capital. Oh, yeah. And I just, I just don't I – don't, I'm not going to be doing that. I'm not going to be doing it. Uh, 103, 104, I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, I if definitely if he hits 104, I'm, I'm definitely going to have a few shares. But um, – Oh, they're you just know, not going to me at 104 at bite. Yeah, yeah. So uh, none of those top three quarterbacks are getting passed. Yeah, it's going to be tough between him and um, him and Stroud for me. It's going to be tough uh, deciding who to pick if he makes it to 103. Levis is a so. tier down for me. Um, you know, he's more like uh, 107, 108. Yeah, I'm. T- I would. I would take him all day there if I, if I can get him. Um, yeah, and I'm. You know me, like. I'm, I don't force my opinion on an, on on rookie drafts. If everybody thinks he's 108 uh, or 109, then he's if if people think he's 109, he's 108 for me because I think he's 104. So um, yeah, yeah, then I'll take him to pick before everybody else if I if I can. Um, but yeah. All right. Anything else on quarterbacks, guys? I do. I do have one more thing I want to talk about, which is. Uh, People are forgetting that Stroud and Bryce Young are both really good athletes. Like, they have rushing upside. So, I think people – it's getting a little bit lost in this class because, you know, um, Levis is so big uh, and, you know, in the same vein, again, as as Josh Allen with his size and rushing ability and 
and athleticism where he's going to be able to do a lot of those kind of things um, and just impose his, his strength on, on, um, on defenses. And then um, hopefully, and then Richardson, right? Like just this Uber athletic profile where, you know, maybe the most athletic quarterback of all time. Uh, and so then a little lost in the sauce here is that CJ Stroud and, and Bryce Young are both really good athletes, like really, really good athletes with, with rushing upside as well. So it's not like we're talking about Mac Jones here. Like I think people are, are getting, you know, a little confused on that. Right. Who maybe didn't watch them in college, but yeah. you know, you look at the way Bryce Young and, and well, CJ Stroud mostly in that, in that Georgia game, but, um, they were, they're able to use their athleticism to really escape pressure and to also, you know, really make these, you know, 20, 30 yard runs. Uh, they can do that stuff. They can, they have this rushing upside. So don't, don't forget that, you know, don't, don't pick Richardson because you think that these other guys don't have the rushing upside um, to be, you know, that QB one profile. Cause they definitely do. Right on. All right, we go into wide receiver or running back next. It's up to you guys. Let's do running back. We're gonna skip B John, right? We all have a number one. Yep. Are we going? Yeah, let's go top to bottom. Does everybody have Gibbs as their number two? Yes, I do. Chad, um, I have him. I have him. Yes. Okay. So, Mike, who do you have as your third? Because I think, I think Chad and I might have the same player as our third. Charbonnet. Charbonnet, but it's, yeah. All right, it's that's Char. Yeah. yeah, right now, I think most most places you look have Charbonnet as their third. I do not. I actually have him as my one. I have him as my fifth. But I really like him. I have him in a high tier. You have who is the fifth? Charbonnet. Charbonnet is your fifth. Um, so who do you have as your third? I have Tucker as my third. What about you, Chad? Um, so I have Tucker as my fourth, mm. but but uh, if he gets draft capital, he'll be my second. So yeah, he's um, got potential to move up to my second as well. Yeah, yeah, he's. he's I, really I just say fourth now because so far, you know, with the way people have been conversating about him, you know, these NFL insiders and stuff who talk to teams and everything. They haven't really been talking much about him, which makes me think he might not get the draft capital, but it only takes one team. And if he does, I, I believe in the player. So, Yeah, there's some buzz I've heard, you know, Brian and I as a warm up for this show, because you guys know Dynasty Fever as a warm up for the show. Um, <laughs> Brian and I had a pretty spirited debate about this. You know, he's, he's going by the echo chamber and the, um, you know, the, these quote unquote locked in people that are, uh, you know, talking to the scouts and have all of the info. And I, I kind of don't give a flying shit about that. Cause I don't think any of these people are being honest with anyone right now. They're not telling reporters who that they're, who they're going to draft. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, they may give a less list of 10 players they like, you know what I mean? So I, I, I just I don't think that they're that, that that buzz is real personally. So I'm going off of my evaluation and my evaluation. I've I have him as second or third best running back in this class. One of the few guys that actually has a three down profile. Gibbs really doesn't. He needs to be like a one B. You know, but Tucker could definitely. I think he could handle a load. 
You know, I think he could handle it. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> oh, uh, Chad, I, I can hear you. <laughs> you said it laughing before my kids said it. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm a juvenile. <laughs> Have you seen those, like, little YouTube clips where it's, like, just clips of announcers during football games like wow he's really good at sucking in the balls (laughs) and it's like "Ah, i just took it right to the face (laughs) Uh Uh oh wow jesus that would terrify me if that was (laughs) (laughs) that's our game alarm that's our game alarm elizabeth i'm coming i'm coming to see you elizabeth we having a heart attack. Does anybody get that reference in this no. show? No, I assume it was something like 20 years before I was born. Yeah, it's probably some probably. black and white movie. <laughs> you know what? You youngins need to learn your history. That is Red Fox. There is nothing better than Red Fox. That man was the dirtiest, most hilarious person on the planet. I mean, All right. George, George so, Carlin was pretty dirty. Anyways, yeah. anyways go ahead, Chad. That was Sanford and Son. So moving on. Yeah, our, our game tonight is called uh, Dynasty Draft Time Machine, um, and I will be playing it. I think this is the first game in a long time where I'm not really a contestant, so uh, I'm excited. I am very excited, actually, because, um, you know, finally I won't have – well, Mike's been winning all the games recently, right? Yeah, I think the last true. two games yeah. Mike's won, so, yeah, and my losing streak here. Uh, I have a hosting win. If you're right. <laughs> hosting, win. there's no such thing as a hosting <laughs> win. Okay, so here's how the game will work. Um, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask a question. Um, you know, it might be strictly about a previous draft class of the last, you know, six, five to six years, uh, and you know, it'll be dynasty relevant. And yeah, you guys will answer the question. I have if, my buzzer right here. No, there is no buzzer. I will ask. Um, I will ask one person. If they get it wrong, it goes to the next person. They can either pass uh, or they can steal it. Is it negative points. points if I guess? Uh, yes. Okay. Oh, actually, no. You know what? Let's not do any negative points because then we'll, we'll all be. Then no one will guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I just thought I just thought about that. There was going to be negative points, but we'll we'll skip that. Okay. All right. So first question here. Um, let's give it over to Jesse. Jesse hasn't played a game in a long time. So yeah, man. I don't even. I went to game. Man. How do you? <laughs> Words. Okay, so CJ Stroud right now is ADP one hundred and two, right? Okay. Um, for most for most mock drafts. Sounds about in right. twenty in twenty eighteen, Josh Allen was a player in that class, right? Wow. In Superflex ADP post combine. How many spots lower did Josh Allen go than CJ Stroud? How many spots lower? Yes. I mean, a lot. I think it was like. Do I have to get it right on the net and like nail it? Right, nail. It? Yeah. <laughs> well, ju- we'll just say who's who's closer but between the two. Nail of on you. the head, Jesus. We'll say who's closer between the two of you. We'll just do. We'll just do. Uh, All right, I'm both. You answer it. Thirteen. Okay. We're talking about Superflex Fantasy Football. Superflex, yes. Okay. I'm going to say nine. Okay. Um, 
God, you both of you were really, really, really close. I'm going to give a point to both of you. Ah. So, yeah. 11? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was 11 spots. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Josh so Allen was going in a range. One. Josh Allen was going in a range of, um, let's see here, 202 to 204. Well, that's, I said 203. Well, yeah. I should get the point. No, so you said 13 spots. I said the difference between uh, C.J. Stroud and Josh Allen. Was yeah, 13 spots would be 203. Okay. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Okay, Jesse gets a point. Boom. Wow, that is the first time in the history of the show that I've ever won an argument. With Chad. <laughs> With Chad, that's true. Well, Why you know, when you, have, when you have mathematics on your side, it's kind of hard to argue. <laughs> Can't, you can't debate math. Right now, yeah. So, well, I guess you can debate math, but you know when you know you're wrong. Uh, anyways, wow, I'm gonna win a game. Holy shit! You might, you might win a game. Okay, so who was the quarterback that went before Josh Allen? Josh Allen was QB five. Who was QB four? Mike Casper. Patrick Mahomes. No, no, he wasn't mm-hmm. in that draft class. I'll give you another chance because oh. uh, you want me to give you the quarterbacks. I can. Sure. So Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Lamar Jackson. It was Lamar, wasn't it? It was Lamar Jackson. <laughs> so that is so ridiculous. <laughs> we are so stupid. <laughs> Lamar Jackson was QB four. He went in ADP of eleven. Wow. Yes. Uh, gross class that turned out to be above those guys, Jesse. You know, I didn't rookie draft. That was my first. That was when I started Dynasty startups. Yeah, so I, I never. I didn't. I didn't do Dynasty that year. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 fun to look back at these and see how stupid we all are. So, um, Jesse, who uh, put QB one, two, and three in order? So that's a uh, Rosen, Darnold, and Baker of ADP. I think Rosen was third. Between Darnold and Baker, that's tough. Baker went first in the NFL draft, but I think people were higher on Darnold for some reason. Oh, yeah, so, Darnold, Baker, Rosen. Okay, so you're wrong. Um, and much yeah, harder question it was a, it was it was a much harder question. Um, it was Baker, Rosen, Darnold. Okay, so Baker went. Baker okay. went. Uh, was the second player off the board, right? Mm. Rosen was the fifth player off the board. Donald was the sixth player off the board. Wow. That's Wait, that's so, NFL draft? Or are you talking about? No, this is this is ADP. Oh, that's yep. weird. Yep, it went Baker, <laughs> Rosen, Darnold. <laughs> Why? <laughs> This is all. This is all hindsight, guys. That's why. <laughs> that's why I tell you I'm a proponent of the last quarterback. I've always been. <laughs> wow, that is golly. Got a lot of Josh Allen in this class. <laughs> wow. Um, I, I mean, I remember getting Herbert at the 111. Yep. Yep. Class. Got a lot of him in that class too. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was fun. 
he was fun. Yeah, Herbert was that. That was my first year. I got a lot of Herbert too. Yeah, it was either for a lot of people that were in that spot, they kind of won no matter what because it was either him or Jefferson that they were picking between. Yeah, for that spot. Oh, uh, yeah, I got a lot of Rager that year, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, that's because you're did. Eagles fans. So. <laughs> well, yeah. And it's a trap. Am I allowed to uh, – I mean, it was my first year. Am I allowed to call call out the guy that gave me the bad advice? Oh, Mr. GQ. All right, let's hear yeah. it. No, that's all right. You guys said it. I'm not going to say it. I don't get myself in trouble. <laughs> Still sour about that. You know, People but, are allowed to make mistakes. But I'm not. Hey, you're Cheers. Moving on. Okay. So, um, Jesse, you're up, right? Or no, you got no, you have the I'm really not. you had the really difficult question. Yeah, so, so I uh, should get to go again. Here's no, I'm gonna give Mike a, a difficult question too. Okay, so in the twenty nineteen class, give me wide receiver one and RB two. Wide receiver one from Fantasy ADP, correct? Yes, AD, this is all ADP. From what year? 2019. This is the next year. Uh, this is the DK Metcalf year, AJ Brown, TJ Hawkinson, Debo, Kyler. The Hopefully I have the year right, but uh, RB2 was JT. That year. No, this is not the right year. Damn it. Oh, that's the 2020. Class. Do you want me to list? Do you want me to list okay. some of the no, RBs? No, 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 no. Okay, sorry. That was the Miles Sanders. Judgment I remember this class. class. Right? What's the question? I, can I steal? No, it was the. So it was my. I'm going to say Miles Sanders and Nikhil Harry. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, which one went first in the class? ADP. Nikhil Harry was the consensus okay. 101. Man. 101. 101. How bad is that, guys? <laughs> So how many? How many people quit their leagues after that? Pick? I mean, remember how? It's, I remember. I remember. Wait. I was in the movie theater when the Patriots picked Nikhil Harry in the first round, and everybody was so excited. What about what about Brady Josh Jacobs? The wide receiver, Josh Jacobs was the RB one. You why? Oh, I thought you said Miles Sanders. Yeah, yeah RB two. I said wide receiver well, one and RB two. Uh, yeah, I tried to make it more difficult for him. Gotcha. All right, good job, good job, Mike. But that was a crappy class, so there wasn't a whole lot of good. So, okay, so we have one more question, and then we'll get back to our uh, our rankings. All right, this is the break the tie. Okay, so Jesse, <laughs> so only Jesse gets it. <laughs> Daniel Jones sucks. <laughs> Went in that class, twenty nineteen class, right? Mm. Give me what pick he went ADP. I'll I'll let it be between uh, within two picks. So either either two picks higher, two picks lower, you'll get the point. The hate was strong. Why don't we both get to pick again, and whoever's closest gets the point? Okay, let's do it. So the for the win for the win, guys. Jesse, you go first. All right. So I get. Um, uh, I'm going to say two two. Remember, this is the sixth overall pick in the NFL draft. One, 110. 110 <laughs> is my answer. Mike, what do you say? Damn, I was going to say the 109. Oh, you're going to price is right me? Well, no, <laughs> if it was over, you win it. 109, is that what you're going with? Yeah, that, that's, what I, that's what I thought of before. Daniel Jones went 205. Woo, I win. Nice. Wow. Oh, my God. 
Is there, did I actually win a game? You, Jesse, won a game. I think, that's, I think that's a first in uh in war games history. War games history. It's the first game I won without cheating or making up rules as I go along. <laughs> <laughs> I would, guys. I was. I don't know if you remember this, but I was a guest on um, Dynasty Game Night, where they do similar things uh, oh, yeah. as us, Rocky, and all those guys. And I didn't win any games on that either. Just let you know, I did not. <laughs> well. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm I'm proud of you, Jesse. That's a that's a good win. Thanks, Chad. Appreciate it. Thanks for tailoring the game to me. Usually, it's like more like you try to skew it away from me, but no, you only think that because you suck at the game. <laughs> I never I never try to skew a game away from anybody. <laughs> All right, let's go back to running backs. So, I think Chad and I agree that Tucker has a, a three down set. I think we all agree that Gibbs isn't really built to be a three down back, right? He's a little small for that. So he's more like the one B that you're, you're hoping for the big plays. I mean, I mean, there just aren't too many places that have a three down. Yeah. They actually use them like that anymore. Really? Yeah. But I, I mean, B John's going to be that. And I think Tucker has a chance. And I think there's one more guy in this class that has a chance to do that. And that's my RB four. And that would be tank Bigsby. I knew you were going to say tank Bigsby. I think he has a chance. I'm not saying he's a slam dunk, awesome prospect. He's a good prospect all around. Good prospect. He's probably the best pass blocker in the class. Um, Good pass catcher. So he's proven that he's useful on third down. And he's just a really solid between the tackles runner. Um, Can run some outside zone, even though it's not the best thing he does. Um, And I just think he's a good, honest power back that does other solid things that'll keep him on the field. So I think he's pretty much a lock as a day two pick. You know, it seems like it's just a all-day third-round pick in the NFL draft. And um, I, the reason I have him above Charbonnet is because I think Charbonnet might get a little bit pigeonholed as an early down back. Because he doesn't, even though he's a good pass catcher, an excellent pass catcher and route runner, he doesn't exactly have the explosion that some teams might need on third and long. Thoughts on Tank Bigsby? Wow, so you have him in front of Charbonnet? Yes, one spot in front of Charbonnet, but in the same tier. Okay, interesting. So It makes makes sense because Tank Bigsby is one of those guys that reminds me a lot of – um, you know, a player you really like in LaShawn McCoy. So I can see that. I really, I really yeah. Tank reminds me of, of Shady, huh? Yeah, just without, his, um, just his, his lateral quickness. His one, I mean, his one cut's pretty great. It is, but it's, I mean, Shady had a special thing, but okay, I got, okay. Yeah, I mean, McCoy, it, Shady was definitely a big back. I could take it to you. He was definitely faster than Tank, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see what he does in the NFL. That Auburn, um, offense was just so bad. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's tough to really project, you know, how good he's going to be, but that's a problem. I, don't know. I, I think, I think day two, I think day two is probably what I, where I would place my money if I was, if I was a betting man, but I don't, I wouldn't say he's a lock for me. Um, but I, I've also been playing dynasty so long that I just know with these running backs, if you're not 
one of these guys that people are projecting first round, you're not a lock for anything, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, you could find yourself day three and, and, you know, everybody's like NFL teams are so stupid. What are they doing? Don't they know? You know, so yeah. <laughs> it happens every year. Yeah, um, that's true. So it's just one of those things. I mean, I, I like Tank Bigsby. I, I really want to see where he, where he lands. But I, I, I do project uh, day two just as you do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think this middle group of running backs is really kind of clustered for me, at least, anyways, as mm. far as um, like I've got Bigsby and A Chain kind of right behind Charbonnet, who's right behind Tucker. So, um, yeah. I have A Chain quite a bit lower. I know. Everybody um, does. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> no, not everybody. I mean, I don't know anybody. Mike, that Mike teaches at A and M, so he's he's a yeah. he's a bit biased. No, that's a whole yeah. But not, not everybody. I've seen plenty. Of, I've seen plenty of people that have HN as their third or fourth running back. In the yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, his his explosion is yeah. undeniable. The guy is electric. Yeah, but just I, what kind of role he's going to have in the NFL? Just I'm highly I'm going to start a petition. I'm going to start a petition to um, to uh, merge uh, to kind of make a fusion of, of Deuce Vaughn and um, and A Chain, and you know maybe maybe then they'll fit the prototype of of, of height weight uh, together. <laughs> But maybe maybe A chain maybe A chain could stand on Deuce Vaughn's shoulders. That's what we're gonna say. We're gonna, <laughs> we're putting, well, Deuce, Deuce Vaughn could stand on A chain's. We'll put a trench coat around him. Yeah. We have to petition the NFL to let play, running backs play in trench coats. Yeah, and then our, <laughs> sure. yeah. There's they're both such fun players, man. It's it's yeah. it's such a shame. It's such a shame. Uh, I, I, mean, I really Deuce, hope they do well. Deuce Vaughn is pretty thick. He, both of them have a chance. Um, to be satellite, really good satellite backs in the NFL, second backs in the NFL. So, you know, if if Sproles was a huge outlier because he could do things in between the tackles that guys decide shouldn't, because he could just kind of slip and um, not get noticed, sort of sometimes, and boom, he's out the other side. And plus, he was really, really a tough son of a bitch and really thick. You know, both of these guys have the body type. I don't know. It's it's where you have to see them in the NFL, and you have to see what like what their yeah. instincts. If they find a thing that they can do that gets them open, you know, I I have a couple backs above them in Zach Evans and Tajay Spears, just because the size and the athletic ability suggests that they'll be able to do more things in the NFL. Um, Zach Evans, while I don't like his his running style, and I just I think he could have been way better, you know, I, his his vision. Everybody talks about his vision. It's it truly is terrible. He has no plan at the second level. It's just lower lower your head and try to go through him. Whereas someone like the reason I have Charbonnet above him, even though I think Charbonnet is not the athlete of Zach Evans, he's a much better running back. Charbonnet will just make a vector change, and even though he knows he's going to power through a guy, he won't take him head on. He'll take him off to the side and then power through, and that gets him ten yards where Evans gets three. You know, it's just such a such a difference. It's a subtle difference, but 
such a huge difference in the way they play. I, I have Zach Evans sort of, and Tajay Spears are my next two in, 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 a, in another tier. Uh, but just for different reasons. Tajay Spears, awesome. Um, explosive, fast, but um, around 200 pounds might not be able to yeah. you know, contribute 20 touches a game. Um, just for fun, do you guys have any uh, guys who are out of that, you know, top five for you where you're just super excited about, you know, maybe if they get good uh, draft capital, you know, end of day two, beginning of day three, you're just excited. Roshan, to see Roshan Johnson, I, I think Roshan Johnson, if he got that draft capital, will be interesting. He didn't do as well at the combine as I would have liked, but um, if, if teams really like him, um, he, he's someone I'll definitely be interested in. Uh, for me, it would be Izzy Abadakaka. Yeah, him too. If, if for some reason, he's a he's a he's a really fun, twitchy player that's a complete projection in the NFL. And if for some reason he got draft capital, or or if for just some reason he got a, a he won a job in a training camp, you know, or somebody goes down early in the year and he gets a chance, I think he'd just be really a lot of fun. I would love to see him succeed. Yeah, for um, that's that's a pretty good one. I like both of those actually. Uh, mine is uh, Chase Brown, Illinois, mm. um, big yeah. ten guy. So, yeah, I like yeah, I, you know, crazy speed. Uh, you know, really, really nice feet. Uh, you know, his his game with uh, as far as protection is concerned is is really good. He could, I think, he could be a really good three down player. Uh, if I'm being honest. So um, he's a guy that if he gets draft capital, he's he's going to be a guy I'm targeting pretty heavily and trying to get a, a decent amount of. Um, so yeah, yeah. At the moment, I have him as like a late second rookie rookie pick. Yeah, so if he gets draft capital, I could that could move up. I really yeah. like it. I really like him. He's explosive. Yeah, someone's work who I, I won't say because I I paid for their content, but um, someone I really like has him as their RB five. Nice. Ooh, that's really. Nice. Yeah, he's he's one I'm, I'm really excited about. I mean, if he gets if he gets um, you know, day two capital, if he ends up in the third round, he might be a guy that for me is like, you know, I'm just another guy. I'm just trying to take one spot ahead of everybody else. I like him that much. So yeah, right on. Anybody that dropped for you guys during the process? Running backs? Yeah, like in this, in this later tier. Um, I mean, I would just say Sean Tucker's probably one that dropped. For me, a little bit. Hmm. Uh, Anybody? Because, any of the later running backs? Oh, the later guys. Not really. For me, it's all just because I, I, in my head, I don't really project them until I know the draft capital because it's all just a gigantic, you know, toss around for me. Like it's just like everybody's scattered puzzle pieces on the floor, and the picture doesn't yeah. really make sense. So, um, just really waiting to see where the draft capital ends up before I start getting excited about these mid-tier guys and, and start placing them where I think they're going to go in my head. Um, so for me, I guess that was a long answer for just saying no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, how about you? No one. Yeah, no one in particular. Yeah. For me, it's Kendra Miller. Um, I went into his tape thinking I was going to really like him, thinking he was like a, a good power back with speed. and Not really. He's smaller, smaller than I, I thought, and – Really just doesn't play with power. Um, I thought I was going to see him knocking guys around, and he doesn't. He sort of looks to avoid it. I, I don't know. Just didn't like his game. So Kendry Miller's fallen for me. Nice. 
Just the game. All right. Shall we move on to wide receiver? Yeah, let's do let's do a few wide receivers. All right, cool. Um, anybody have Addison over JSN? Absolutely not. No, nope. you have no. Okay, so we're all consensus JSN number one. Yep. Yes. Size, twitchiness, hands. Guy's gonna be open all day. I don't care where he plays. Slot only. Um, up my ass only. I don't care. Like the skill set suggests that he's gonna be open all day. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Jordan Addison. Any any problems drafting him with the one hundred seven or one hundred eight? I've got I've got two guys. Um, so this one's tough for me because I got two guys uh, that are two that are you know kind of in that same Levis uh, Richardson um, kind of vein for me where they're just lockstep with each other, uh, and the other guy for me is Flowers. Okay. So uh, obviously. I'm going to let everybody else decide where I pick him. So um, just another guy I'm picking one, one pick ahead of everybody else. Yeah. I, I have Addison clearly ahead of Zay flowers, but I, I really like Zay flowers. So those are my three first round wide receivers, first round worthy wide receivers, in my opinion, JSN Addison and flowers. After that, it gets a little muddled. I know other people have Quentin Johnston in the first round of, of rookie drafts. He's going to have to get really high NFL draft for me to do that. What, what do you think? Yeah. Um, I don't know. He's, he's perplexing to me. It's, it's tough because the, the production is not there. So, right. you know, he's just all projection, all traits. Um, and those guys can be a little bit scary, but we've also seen those guys work out sometimes and, and it be for the better, um, you know, as far as those really, really high end traits. I think it's just really going to depend on where he, where, what kind of offense he sees him or he gets to, and, and um, what his role is going to be. Because I, he's he is a scary player with the ball in his hands. Um, so if he gets a lot of receptions and they let him do a lot of the work after the catch, uh, he can, I think he's going to be a very good player. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it just depends for me. Yeah, he has to go to the right offense. I'm not a, I'm 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 pretty I'm pretty afraid of him being a bust. I mean, yeah, he's got huge traits, and just, I just think that the percentage is pretty low of him being like this this huge breakout. I don't know. It seems more of a second-round risk to me than a first in a rookie draft. Like I said, if he gets high draft capital, if he goes in the top 10 or 15 of the NFL draft, then, you know, and if it's to a coach that I believe in and, you know, he's not blocked by – Two other players. I don't know. What if he went to the Vikings? What do you think about that? I would really like that because I think yeah, um, I think Jefferson would open a lot of space for him. I think Cousins really has a good grasp of that offense and mm-hmm. and um, you know where to put the ball. Obviously, season's gone now, so I think I think that would make a lot of sense. Actually, I really like that. Right on. Cool. All right. So I'm sorry we're jumping around a little bit. Let's go back to um, Addison. Is he a locked-in first-round NFL wide receiver? Um, yeah, for me he is. For me he is. Uh, and what do you mean, like first round is in um, NFL draft or? Yeah, NFL and rookie draft. Yeah, I think for me it's both. I think he's uh, definitely going to be in the first round of, of the NFL draft. I haven't seen really anybody talk about him falling out of the first round. Um, 
I mean, there's always a possibility with, with guys, you know, falling. We just don't know, you know, what's true and what's not. Uh, as far as, you know, how much the NFL likes him. Because we have seen him fall into kind of the, the early 20s in, in some mock drafts. And, and, you know, some people talk about that range. Which, you know, I can understand. But uh, with the testing and everything. But, um yeah, I mean, I just think he's a really good football player. So I think he's going to end up going in the first round. Yeah, I think in Flowers the- is going to end up going in the first round as well. Which, out of those two, as a Giants fan, which of those two players would you rather have? Um, that one's tough because I think the fit may be a little bit better for Addison uh, because we have a lot of players that do a lot of the things that Zay Flowers are, are, is really skilled at. But I'm just a really big fan of Zay Flowers as a football player and, and as a personality and, and everything. So – I'm going to go with Zay Flowers. I'd be more excited about Zay Flowers in that offense. Mike, can you think of any other um, free agent wide receivers that play the slot that the Giants could sign? Currently available? Yeah. <laughs> no, they've, they've, they've signed all of them. Is it is, is Wayne Trebet still available? Yeah, right. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know the wide receivers that are available besides, like, OBJ at this point. So um, – yeah, everybody keeps talking about that. I, I mean, I understand it, though. I understand it. Um, you know, the Giants wide receiver core just hasn't stayed healthy in the last four years, five years. So they want a lot of the guys that can stay on the field and do the same things that other guys ahead of them can do. Um, so when Sterling Shepard eventually gets hurt week three, week four, um, somebody steps in and takes his place. And then when they get hurt week eight, then somebody else steps in and takes his place. So it's it's a it's a good system they have worked out there. It's about time because, um, literally, uh, we were down to wide receiver five, six, and seven this year. At one point, well, yeah, you signed you signed Hodgins off. The- Hodgins was our wide receiver one at one point, and, uh, and you signed him off the Bills practice squad. Mid-season. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> make of that what you will. And then the season before, right? Saquon was injured. Uh, Sterling Shepard was injured again, um, and uh, Kenny Galladay was injured, and Kadarius Tony was injured. So we were down to our uh, fifth receiver. Yeah, five, six, seven again. Good so, yeah. Right. So it makes right. sense. So people pe- people are so confused about it, but it makes a lot of sense to me as a Giants fan. Yeah. All right, Mike. Who are your top three wide receivers? My top three is JSN. I mean, it's not really sexy. JSN, Addison, then Johnson. Okay, you so you like Quentin Johnson? Yeah, I, I have I have flowers like kind of neck and neck with Johnson, like same to you for me. But right. yeah, while you while you use the the restroom, we we spent that time dogging Quentin Johnson. Sorry, I didn't use the restroom. I got bit by a spider in my. It was getting what? very itchy. <laughs> Wait, I, got bit, we I got bit this weekend. Yeah, oh. not, not just now. So oh, I've been okay. I've been dealing with the repercussions. A poisonous spider. I mean, I don't know. My leg flares up, but it's nothing serious. Oh it's yeah, you're serious. fine. If if the We're skin if the skin starts um starts deteriorating, yeah, um, and disintegrating, yeah, then um, right. go to the hospital, Mike. Yeah, yeah. No, don't, Mike, don't the left your... side of your face is looking a little droopy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because I'm sleepy, Jesse. It's, uh, it's daddy's bedtime. <laughs> I'm just looking out for you, buddy. 
No, Quentin, Quentin Johnson, I mean, I, like I said, I like him. I like him. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think there's a little bit more danger with the lack of production and everything. But, yeah. All right, so, um, Mike, who's your fourth? Flowers. Flowers. Oh, and then, said, yeah. All right, and then fifth? Fifth, probably between Downs and Hyatt. Hyatt, huh? Yeah. All right. How about you, Chad? I like Rashi Rice. Yeah, that one's tough for me. Um, I think it's for me. It's Cedric Tillman. Wow. Mm. Wow, the high man on Tillman. Couple of Tennessee guys. Woo. Woo. All right. But I do, I do really like Rashi Rice. Um, mm. And uh, you know, Josh Downs is also um, somewhere around there for me. It just it's gonna depend with capital with these guys in their landing spot as well. So Yeah. Uh Rushy Rice and Tillman are two guys I like as well, but after Quentin Johnson. Who I have I have well, let's see, one, two. I have Quentin Johnson as my sixth. So Rushy Rice and Tillman are seven and eight for me. They're like second round guys. Rice second Rice round. is so it's so frustrating for me. You know, I mean you guys know Rice is a guy that I've been super excited about for months and months and months. And especially about the prospect of getting him like late in the second, early third. Um, and now everybody just loves him all of a sudden, like as of like two weeks ago. I, I don't understand it. Oh, really? Dang it. Yeah, like everybody keeps moving him further and further up. I'm like, what is going on here? It's just killing all my uh, my, my value picks. Yeah. How many, how many wide receivers do you think actually go in the first round of the NFL draft? Three. Maybe three, four for me, four, maybe four. So my fourth wide receiver is actually someone that hasn't even brought up yet is Marvin Mims, but I have him neck and neck with downs Mims and Downs. You have Mims fourth over Quentin Johnson. Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, I guess, caveat to every single player we talk about here. Draft capital dependent landing spot dependent. I mean, I, with wide receivers, I really I, – I, I've said this before. I don't really care about landing spot as long as the capital is there. Uh, it's so easy to misjudge a, a wide receiver landing spot. Things change in the NFL on a minute-to-minute minute basis as far as who, who the quarterback is and who the other wide receivers are that are actually playing that week. And, um, you know, we all thought – I bring this up all the time. We all thought the Titans were a terrible landing spot for A.J. Brown. I mean, it kind of it turned did. out to be – a terrible landing spot for AJ Brown, but it didn't matter. He still balled out, and he's still AJ. I mean, did he though? I mean, he was still he was still like considered a top five dynasty wide receiver. Whether he put up, yeah, but that was mostly on projection, right? Yeah, yes, mostly on projection. You're right. It wasn't until he went to a a real NFL offense that he really balled out. Yeah, so his finishes were 21, 12, 32, and then finally six this year. Six this year. So. Yeah, but I mean, you're, he missed a lot of games in this in that time as well. So on a points per game basis, he's probably higher. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I mean, still like you know, 2019 with 16 games finished 21, which is good for rookie. I mean, okay mm-hmm. for rookie. Um, and then 20, 21, 13 games, so he missed four games and finished wide receiver 32. Still not great. I mean, 105 targets uh, in that time is okay, pretty good. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just it, it's. it's yeah, uh, my point is, it's hard to judge. You yeah, know? yeah. 
yeah. guys aren't necessarily going to lose value just because you think that they, you know, they went to a bad landing spot. So I'm with you. My my point is for wide receivers, it's more the capital. Capital says a lot for me as far as you know how the how the plan how the team plans to feature them. So Mims and Downs, I really I, I really like what I saw out of Mims. Probably the best hands in the entire draft class. I don't think he dropped the ball at all from anything I watched of him. I don't think I've ever seen that guy drop a ball. Um, and then the testing was elite, nearly elite. You know, he's sub 4-4. Four, four. Um, so, I really like the tape on Downs, too. I uh, really like Josh Downs, although there's a there, – there's a I don't like to judge guys on what college they went to. But doesn't it seem like every, everybody that comes out of North Carolina these days just disappoints? Yeah. Well, I mean, except, for the, except for Javante. Javante is the only one. I went, I went to Duke, so a little bit biased. <laughs> so, yes, everybody that comes from that university, everybody that's ever attended that university is a disappointment. <laughs> Michael Jordan, all of them. Yeah, yeah, all of them. Never wore Jordan in my life. I'm just kidding. Love Jordans, unfortunately. Um, I yeah. actually never owned Jordans. Is that weird? No, I mean, not for everybody, right? I just, you know. My last pair of Jordans was seventh grade, 1987. Mm. I wear I wear different styles. It's like I wear I like Pumas. Well, yeah. I, I mostly I mostly wear uh, low top Adidas. Johnson and Murphy. You know, like loafers and dress shoes every day. But uh, yeah, when I'm when I'm you know casual, then yeah, I wear a lot of Jordans. So sorry, I digress. A lot of Jordans. All right. So um, oh, Jesse, you're. You're pretty old, so I want to ask you, who was your uh... – <laughs> Thanks, Dick. I'm messing with you. Um, what was your first pair of Jordans? Uh, 1986, actually. Oh, do you remember Do you remember which uh, which one they were? They were the red and black ones. The, oh, red. Jordan 1s. Jordan 1s probably. Yeah. Um, and then the next year I got the red, white, and black ones. And then – I never got Jordans after that. They changed the style after that year. Yeah, they changed them at like almost, I mean, like a, a lot of years. They just kept releasing different ones. But the, they, they were originally like, you know, the old school high top basketball sneaker. If you would have kept those those like original Jordan ones in the box or like, you know, just kept them in decent condition. <laughs> I wouldn't wear them to school immediately. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's true. But I mean, I'm just saying, like hypothetically, if you were one of those weirdos, that did I think that, I right? wore them to bed that night. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was the same way. I think I slept with my so mine was Jordan Sevens are my first ones, and I think I slept with them too. So. I mean, could you imagine, like, hey, honey, here's your new shoes. Hey, mom, I'm gonna keep these in the box. Yeah, uh, you're not. You're gonna put those on your feet, and you're gonna go to school. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I would slap the shit out of me. You know how much I just think those things. <laughs> it was like my mom giving away my brother's original Star Wars toys. Oh, he's not playing with them anymore. Uh, Gave them to someone else for free. I didn't even get to play with them. So one of my one of my best friends growing up, he saved some like Pokemon cards or whatever from when uh, I was a kid. He saved them like like still like in the original packaging and stuff like that. And he sold them like a couple years ago or you know during the pandemic sometime for a shit ton of money, like a shit ton of money. Uh, I was like, man, I like. 
mine had stains on them and shit. And like, yeah. <laughs> like, I probably I probably washed them a few times. Like, yeah, there's nothing left. Yeah, I sold my, All right. my diapers for my first son. There's the and there's your uh, old man minute with uh, Chad, Jesse, and uh, Mike. Mike, you love Jalen Hyatt. I think he's a one trick pony. A lot of people like him and think he can do more than run go routes and stop routes. Chad, what do you think he's going to do in the NFL? I don't know. The offense was just so weird. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess just because he wasn't asked to do something doesn't mean he can't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's always the argument, right? Is, you know, yeah. Not whether somebody can do it, but whether somebody was, you know, or can't do it, but whether they just weren't asked to do it. But it's um, a projection. Um, like a lot of these guys are. So I, I really can't. I really can't take him outside of the late second at this point, unless somebody in the NFL just loves him and he goes in the first high, or high second. Change my mind. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to see. I want to see what kind of capital he gets. Um, there's been a lot of, you know, talk about him getting potentially first round capital, or at least there was earlier in the in the month, um, or not earlier in the month, but earlier in the process, uh, especially before the combine or like leading up to the combine. That's died down a little bit from what I've seen, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether he goes day two or if he does sneak into the the back end of, of day one. What about Boutte? I mean, for me, this is the player in the entire draft that is most that is most um, draft capital dependent. For me, like I, I, this is the player I want to see what the NFL thinks most. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I have him with Rashi Rice kind of right now, but it, mm-hmm. you know, if Rashi goes in like the third or fourth, and Butte goes in the second or something like that, then yeah, probably take Butte. Yeah, if Butte goes in the second, then I guess I'll change my mind a little bit on him. Um, Chad, what are your thoughts? Yeah, he's he's a really interesting player um, with a really interesting name. Uh, <laughs> I may take a, a take him in a couple places if he ends up going in that you know middle to end of the second, early third, um, and and the in the you know rookie drafts and, and dynasty rookie drafts. Um, but I'm not, he's not a guy I'm really like seeking, you know, if he falls to me somewhere then that's cool. I mean, you know, he has that kind of speed size combination going on and, um, you know, has a, has a good amount of burst and, and, you know, he's, he's a pretty athletic guy. Uh, so with the right landing spot, yeah. I mean, he's not a guy I'm avoiding at all, but he's just not a guy I'm very excited about. I know there's there's some people that are just really, really excited about him and, and think he's going to be, um, you know, getting that day two capital, um, early day two capital, and is going to end up in the, you know, early second round of, of rookie drafts. I'm not convinced by that yet, but, yeah. I mean, we all know from our, our game, what, like 30 minutes ago, <laughs> we know absolutely nothing about where these guys are going to end up going. So, right. Yeah. All right. So um, we got through three positions. Do we, can we want to do tight ends next week? Yeah, we can do them a little. Yeah, we, 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 can throw, we can throw them in next week. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to, um, I don't want to just glance over it because there are a ton of tight ends. So I really want to go through it. So 
since we're getting a little long, we'll just end it here. Um, I don't know. I guess um, I just love me a tight end. Oh, oh that's, what, that, that's what she said. <laughs> you know, I'm not doing it. So <laughs> you're lying on you. Haven't you, have you seen me yawn like 10 times in the last 60 seconds? <laughs> Mike's checked out. Mike's like, it's time to end this thing. <laughs> All right. That's what she said. Chad, that's your cue. My cue for what? What are we End doing here? Show, dick. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here, guys. Everybody have a good night. Thanks for watching. Right, thanks. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak